Hello fashion family and welcome to Dubai Fashion News, the number one fashion podcast in the region. Today we are already in episode number 26. This is the podcast where you can get to know everything about the fashion industry. Here we will interview fashion designers, influencers, models, photographers, show owners, you name it. And what for? To learn their insights, their stories and the lessons they learn along the way. You can find our podcast in all major podcast platforms, iTunes, iBox, SoundCloud, Spreaker. And of course, you have all the past podcasts at our own website www.dubaifashionnews.com and in our Facebook group so share and subscribe to avail all this amazing free content I'm your host Araceli Gallego recording from beautiful Dubai this podcast today we have with us Mr. Suresh Kumar CEO of Teller if you are regulars from my show you will know they are one of our sponsors and we have an amazing promo code going on with them it is zero monthly fees zero setup fees and only 2.5 per transaction this promo is just so good so if you are starting an e-commerce see if you can avail the promotion and listen to this interview because it is full of insights and cool stuff that will help you take your business to the next level our other sponsor is goshopia.com goshopia.com is an online shop that is different to everything else you've ever seen they support creativity and sustainability how well they support emerging fashion designers that avoid mass production that are sustainable or that have a good cause behind their brands we believe in fashion that looks good from the outside and is good on the inside and all across the supply chain the products you get to see at goshopia.com are basically done in small ateliers or workshops with a lot of love and care just by the fact of avoiding mass production we are already producing less wastage so it is more sustainable and at the same time we are supporting the local communities and artisans behind the quality and the design you're going to find in goshopia.com are just awesome if you are tired of the frenzy of the 52 seasons we have today with fast fashion chasing trend after trend and you want to embrace the so-called slow fashion movement join them check their website it's www.goshopia.com subscribe to the newsletter and find created designer products if you are a designer you share this ethos and want to be part of it send an email to hello at koshopia.com now let's start with this amazing interview with mr kumar E-commerce is key nowadays for the fashion industry. Today we have a very important person to talk about e-commerce in the region and how it is evolving. He's a co-founder and CEO of Teller, a payment gateway that is not only sponsoring the podcast, but also providing with an amazing offer to all of you. His name is Sirish Kumar. <laughs> and today we have a very special dedication because we want to dedicate this program to all of you that are starting a business. And I want to send a special big hug to my fellow fearless ladies, my favorite Facebook group, which is 
organized by Kelly Whitehead. And then we also have Claire Person, Melanie Gilson, Kelly Lumber, Alexandra Dume, Rama. All of them send messages and questions for you, Sirish. Cool. Are you ready? ready. <laughs> These ladies are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Sirish, first of all, thank you for coming today to our podcast and share with us a thing or two because you know quite a lot about e-commerce and payment gateways. That's actually what you do. Uh, we want. We have so many questions about all these in the MENA region. So first I want to know a little bit about you. How did you start the teller? How did you realize that actually in the region there was a need? Because globally it's kind of like covered, but in the region it's true there is a need. How did you realize about that? It's a good question. And uh, I was uh, the you know, at CFO uh, at PayPal before. And one of the key things that I was seeing as a trend is the convergence of social media and smartphone penetration. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, it's the highest in the world if you look at in this region. Uh, however, the important thing was that the fragmentation is very, very, very uh, a big problem in the emerging markets. So how does an entrepreneur like you uh, come in, set up an entity, and start the business in a, in a way that there is an ecosystem for you? Mm -hmm. And then when there's a good conversation happening, there's a good traction happening of your business, how do I then facilitate for you a process where you can complete the conversation into a transaction? Right, and that's which means sales, and that means business, no hobby, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, it it was important that an online entrepreneur, when he or she is starting, uh, first connects to the local buyers. Uh, but because of the sheer nature of the internet, how are you then able to scale it up in mm -hmm. different parts of the world? So there has to be an ecosystem that allows you to first start locally, and then grow internationally. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what was the aspiration. The aspiration was create an ecosystem. Aspiration was facilitate the growth of online entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. uh, take, a, take an example of uh, fashion entrepreneurs like you. Mm -hmm. right? The critical thing about you guys are you're very creative and you, you have good thinking from a de design perspective. Where you would need uh, a support from an ecosystem is how do you make it more structured? Yeah. How do you convert your ideas into implementable strategies and execute it and reach out to the to your audience in a way that they want you to sell your products? Yeah. Right? And take this example of saying, you, st you now start an entity. That's mm -hmm. the first step. Uh, where do you go? Mm. Right? What's the process? Yeah. And then from there on, you have a trade license. Yeah. Then there's a requirement of, of office space. And then it starts getting into a situation where yeah. you start saying, hello, hello. Um, so many expenses and exactly. such a long process. Yeah. Then got now things are changing slightly. I had, I had uh, heard good things about DED. You also mentioned the other day about yes. DEDs doing things that way that will really be amazing. Also, the free zones are trying to make it a little bit lighter, not only on, on, on when it comes on the payments, but also like the amount of money you, you need to pay. But That's right. Yeah, but how did you, from, from PayPal, why PayPal is not working here? So this is, this is one of the- Because that uh, was one of the questions of yes, my ladies. Yes, uh, <laughs> uh, look, look, look at uh, a concept of an international company when it's trying to localize the solution. You will see 
big challenges, not just in e-commerce, but also in the traditional sector, where it becomes very difficult for international companies to localize. Uh-huh. If you have a s- different strategy, which is first localize and then glo- go global, uh-huh. that is an easier process, right? So uh, a company like PayPal um, would, for example, like to first look at how do you localize the offerings, uh, which are very uh, peculiar or very typical for the local market. Mm-hmm. That also means uh, interacting with banks. That also means ensuring that it complies with the specific regulatory framework within mm-hmm. that jurisdiction. And hence, companies like Teller um, would have a different strategy if you have to offer that uh, offering in, in a way that it's nimble, simple to the entrepreneurs, and how do we grow the internet GDP of these emerging markets. Mm-hmm. So what, you just flip it to the other side and say that, okay, how do I first look at serving the local ecosystem, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and that local is ecosystem will comply with the regulations. It would also disrupt the specific trends that you see in the local markets, right? Yeah. So for example... So that was the gap that you basically exactly. saw in your started teller. Exactly. Because uh, PayPal is kind of like global but doesn't have anything for... That's right. Here, for example, is there's right. like... So here, for example, we, do, we cannot connect our pages. That's on the questions. We cannot connect our pages with PayPal as it is. It yes, has to be from yes. an international bank account kind of a thing, right? That's correct. So there are some uh, small steps being taken now where international payment players are integrating in small ways and trying to give some uh, limited solutions. But that isn't really solving the basic the, yeah. problem, right? Yeah. And just keep it very simple. If I have to really talk about five things <coughs> that need to be focused for a, an online entrepreneur, it is first, an idea. Yeah. That's a dream. How do I convert that dream into an entity, into a business model? Mm-hmm. From there on, how do I start figuring out where do I sell, to whom do I sell? Once you start doing that, then I need to have a digital asset that needs to really become clearly visible to the customers, okay? And is website the only way? No. Is mobile app the only way? No. Is social Social. media only the way? No. So there are three channels now. Mm -hmm. You have a social media, you have a mobile app, and you have a website. Yeah. And And we want to use all three. This is the thing. It can't be only one. We want to use all three. That's why uh, once you do that, then you're able to start saying that I'm the starting phase of the business. Mm-hmm. And then you can focus on growing that business. Yeah. And then you have to have that ecosystem as, how do I improve my marketing? Yeah. Uh, how do I access tax and accounting services? How do I access uh, a solution that when I grow internationally, I can get the money in multiple currencies in yeah. one place. The buyers should be able to buy in those currencies. And more importantly, there should be very less fraudulent buyers coming in. Yeah, definitely. This is yeah, this, this is, is the part that thing. I actually wanted to ask you about that because yeah. um, when you see the e-commerce figures in the region, it's true that they are, we are c- kind of like quantum leap, but still we are far from US or Europe or Australia. What do you think is that? Is, is it because people are scared of fraud with the cards? It's, uh, it's a mix of many things. The anti-fraud, one of the things, um, just to keep it very simple for all of you, is that you have two kinds of things that have to be managed. One mm-hmm. is to keep the fraudulent buyers away. 
so that you do not have complaints and refunds yeah. to happen, right? Yeah, That's you the don't first want that. Thing. The second thing that you have to remember is if the buyer is a good buyer, mm-hmm. you should see a very high success ratio of the buyer coming onto the to the uh, going through the checkout flow, coming to the payment page, and right. then making the payment. Yeah. What you see there is that out of the 10 buyers coming in, generally the success ratio is five buyers out of 10 buyers, really. Mm-hmm. And that means you're losing a lot of revenue yeah. uh, from the genuine buyers. So the fundamentals of a good platform is how do you facilitate entrepreneurs to keep the fraudulent buyers away and ensure that the genuine buyers are not right, rejected? Exactly. Right, exactly. And that basically means housing the uh, uh, majority of the investment of the company into the fraud side, not just necessarily making it very cool. So basically, you're taking end. care of all that. Can we rest assured that is okay? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> because well, it sounds like super complicated, like we have to do it. Like yeah. There's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Uh, when I'm on the other side, I have an e-commerce. I want to make sure that my clients are happy and are safe. And as you say, I don't have to be refunding money because they're they're using credit cards that their credit cards were hacked and they were used in my business and all these kind of things. So if I think of my customers, because I'm I'm very customer centric, so I'm all the time thinking of them, same as you, you're talking from their perspective, how to do it, how to make them same same thing. Um, I think the fear here in the region is still yeah, the use of the credit card. They're not safe as yet. So maybe they need to know that there are all these resorts right. out there that actually they're protected if they're using I don't know. It would be amazing to have kind of like a, a tick or something in the in the in the website that says like oh, we are secure with Teller or something of the yeah. sort. You know, yeah. this is something that, that that I think it will give peace of mind to everyone because still here we're very much on cash on delivery. Sure, sure. very much. Yes. And I read. I'm not sure as yet because I didn't implement that part. If it's true, but they say that cash on delivery means more returns. Is yes. that so? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so time and time again, it has been proven that the cost of doing business increases by 60% mm-hmm. if you're relying on cash collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60%? 60%. Yeah. So okay. just imagine, you would have to first uh, coordinate, collect the cash. At that point, the person may change his or her mind to buy yeah. the product. Let's say the person doesn't change the mind. It, the cash gets collected at a central level, then you have to deposit, there's a reconciliation issue. Yeah. There's a massive time also taken to- And also the, the, the delivery people that are doing the delivery and collecting the money, they are getting a percentage of, or take oh, yes. of it. So you're losing also part of your revenue. That's right. Yeah. So that's one part, the, the cost of the process of having cash collection. And the second, what you mentioned is about returns. Yeah. What we've seen uh, when the developing e-commerce world became a developed e-commerce world, uh, the returns came down from 50-60% to less than 10%. Mm-hmm. And as a result, what happens is your cost of acquiring a customer and cost of retaining a customer then substantially decreases, right? Uh, just just think about this. Uh, Louis Vuitton, for example, in 2014 said, we don't want to go online mm-hmm. because this is not relevant for us. In 2017... When was that? That is 2014. <laughs> Right, <laughs> my God! And uh, 2017, they said we need to be online. Yeah. It's critical to our business growth. Of course, yeah. Everyone is online. That's right. Everyone and, is online. And uh, and it has been uh, whether it's uh, the traditional fashion retail companies or the new ones, which are completely having an online model. 
it is a disruption happening because you are able to reach to a much larger number of consumers faster. You're able to give them a variety. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the cost is going down. Yeah. The middle class society is now going to the lower levels in terms of pricing. Mm-hmm. And that's where digitization and online businesses become very relevant. Yeah. You do not have huge retail shops. You do not have a huge physical infrastructure. You're nimble and you're giving the same experience. Right. And on top of that, even if you have amazing shops like Louis Vuitton, like there are places where you don't have your shop. You can reach. You can still be actually selling there thanks to the e-commerce. So I, I just find only benefits in e-commerce, really. That's correct. Let me ask you one thing, because this is also another question that we, we get a lot. Like, in my case, I did, uh, to do the e-commerce, I did WooCommerce, uh, so WordPress. Uh, there is Wix, there is a Squarespace, there is Shopify. Sure. Which one is the one that you see here in the region that is actually um, most commonly used? Yeah, WooCommerce is definitely very easily used. Um, you have a little ex- more expensive solutions like Magento. Yeah, well, Magento, um, you need a developer, right? You need a right? developer, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. You have solutions like Shopify, uh, PrestaShop. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there are quite a few of them. The way we kind of advise... How do you guys uh, do it? Because, for example, in in, in, our, in in WooCommerce, you have a plugin. So right. it was so easy to integrate the website. It was like, plug and play, halas, gone. Correct. So you have for Shopify too? Yes. For, uh, for uh, you can talk Magento. Uh, we have different platforms like Equid. Okay. Um, so quite a few var- variety of them, right? Uh, the important thing that is is necessary is how do we ensure that you don't spend a lot of time yeah, with, or a, or with, a, with, an integ- with a developer? Yeah, right? exactly. It should be, you should get a simple sen- line of sentences, how to do it. Uh, you should get a call from someone, speak to someone, quickly integrated, and then you can focus on your business. Yeah, exactly. Just, just um, when you want to do a kind of a search on the various plugins, I'm sure the cost is one criteria, ease of integration is another criteria. And the third is how flexible it is in terms of upgrades, mm-hmm. because there are constant upgrades happen. So what we try to do also is that as soon as an upgrade happens around the world, yeah, we then... No- automatically upgrade that in your system as well. So you don't need to necessarily, you know, focus on bringing a developer and upgrading that kind of plugin. So once we have the system, yes. I don't need to be paying attention to any of that? That's correct. Oh, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. What, uh, this question is also one of the ladies. Uh, what is the best payment gateway? Uh, I mean, of course, you're going to say yours, but why is that, you know? like As an entrepreneur, Try to look at four or five things. Yeah, when you want these to are the things it. that we need yes. to start. When you are making a, the decision the of a payment gateway, what are we needing to pay attention to? First, does your model include a social media reach? Do you want to reach out to your consumers through the social media? That's the first thing. I think most of the business will say yes to That's that right. one because it's an additional, f- almost free marketing tool. That's right. That's yeah. Right. So. so it does two, three things if you, if you have the social media as a model. One, you are able to kind of update your inventory on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Second is that you don't need to bring your customers to the website. And because of that... You can fish the, them from the social media. That's correct. <laughs> and, and that's why we would then be able to send you out uh, a quick link. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a merchant, as an entrepreneur, you will be able to send it to your consumer a quick link on WhatsApp, 
You can do the same on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, or you could just put a simple Facebook image uh -huh. near your uh, uh, products on the Facebook. And if you're running a campaign, that really works very well. So all the engagement is at social media. You can actually. And you can then convert that conversation into a transaction by bringing them directly to the teller's payment page. Yeah. And what that basically does is it's ensuring the customers don't have to go through a very long yeah. process of checkout. They don't even need to check correct. the website from that's directly correct. the social media, the product picture that you have, they can be buying. That's right. Mm -hmm. So that's one, right? The second thing is... The one that I look more was like this, the security. Yes. And and that's mm -hmm. a, that's the second thing I wanted to talk to you about mm -hmm. was that online security and ensuring that you keep the fraudulent buyers away yeah. uh, is very, very crucial. And this is sometimes not taken very seriously uh, mm. by entrepreneurs. But when it hits you, then you start realizing the time it takes, the cost it takes, yeah. uh, and the uh, diversion it uh, takes away from you from, from a business perspective. Yeah. So focus on um, having a very clear uh, proposition about saying, does the pricing include the full advanced anti-fraud solution? Yeah. Uh, do not have... Um, multiple layers of offerings from payment companies just have one advanced anti-fraud solution right. that works for large merchants and for small entrepreneurs. And that's why the pricing, you know, should include uh, the all the advanced anti-fraud solutions right. as well in it. You guys but are offering me the 3D and also to the listeners to the podcast, you guys are offering the 3D, which is, guys, when you are doing an online purchase and they say uh, in the middle of the process, they like, Go check your phone, we send you a message so that nobody else but you, because the only way that they could use your card if, they are, if there is 3D involved is that if they stole your phone and your credit card. The, what are the odds that you don't realize that that actually happened? Minimum. So that's why this 3D gives me super peace of mind because I know my clients are gonna, they are legit. They are really like, they are, they are them. It's not someone else uh, right. that got it. So that, that gives me a lot of peace of mind, actually, yes. the 3D. Yeah. Hmm. And the third one I will tell you is that if you're having people to deliver the product uh -huh. at home, yeah. right? It's a very simple QR code. You could uh, tell the courier guy to just uh, use that as a facility and the payment can be collected cashless even at the doorstep. Oh, really? So you don't need to have all these POs? Post uh, no, no, you don't need to. So don't you just to. send the QR to the gentleman that is going to be delivering. So yes. we can avoid the cash on delivery. There's exactly. no cash involved just with the phone. That's correct. All so ladies in the house. <laughs> 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 so so this is uh, this is uh, th this also enables you to just have very light uh, pockets when a career guy is going along with the uh, along with your fashion apparel. And for the cus cus customer, it's it's a pretty uh, cool experience. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Even if they don't have at that time, like change or something, it's fantastic. They just need a phone, and they yeah. they what they're paying cashless will go to their telephone bill, or how would it work? No, so the, uh, it it will go. Uh, so every entrepreneur would tell where the bank account is. Uh huh. So uh, what we would do is we have the settlement process. And the money then goes to the bank account of the merchant. Okay. Of the from the QR? From the QR. So the steps are very simple. Um, you scan. So, for example, I love the T-shirt I got. Yeah. Uh, and I'm at the doorstep. I scan the QR code. Uh, it routes me to the payment page. Uh, if I'm very lazy, then I'll scan my card details rather than putting them. 
and just I need to put the CV number. Of course. Uh, that is for security purposes. We don't allow anyone else to do that. Yeah. And once that is done, payment is done, I get a message as a cons customer, and the, and the online entrepreneur also gets uh, the message that the payment has been done. Oh, I'm excited about and that. The, the Korea guy walks away. Oh my God, that's fantastic. I love it. Do you think here maybe we're a little bit behind on these e-commerce things because we have so many malls? Do you think it's somehow affecting? Because there is still something about going to the places and touch and feel the products. Do you think that may be a reason why we are still lacking a little bit behind? There is a transition going on. Mm -hmm. The shopping malls are seeing a reduction in their business. At the same time, I will not be surprised that they will understand that they also have to go online. Mm -hmm. So it is an important, what I call this is connected to commerce, which is have uh, two approaches. Either you can have an approach of just having an online presence, mm -hmm. uh, or you have an op uh, approach where you have an online and off offline presence, right? And the the boundaries have kind of just so much merged now that online and offline separately is not talked about anymore. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, malls will have to have an online presence. Mm -hmm. There are online uh, people or online entrepreneurs who are also having an offline presence as they grow. Uh, it depends upon what uh, do you want to offer to the customer. But uh, the malls uh, will have to really uh, think a lot how to digitize the experiences. And this, this links me with something. You have a section in the podcast. It's a new section. It's called On Our Radar. All right. On Our Radar. On my radar this week, I met another entrepreneur that is actually putting together uh, like online commerce for malls. So all the shops that are inside the mall will be connected and you can visit basically Dubai Mall from Moscow, from M Bali, from wherever you are, it doesn't matter. So w you want to go, oh, I love this shop in this corner of the woods. You, with, this, uh, with his application and his uh, company, you could actually all the malls that will get integrated, you, you could be doing precisely this. So this That's is the offering. It's funny right. that it was it was really right on, right. My, on my radar <laughs> this week. It's precisely what you are saying. Yeah. Because as you said, he found a need actually for many malls. Oh, yes. Because oh, yes. Uh, the shops that are inside the mall, some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller. Some of them have already, like Zara has already the website but there are others that don't and in any case if you want to actually buy the things from that particular mall this is this is this perfect solution and it will definitely link oh with. yes oh yes wow time is of the essence it is and it, it is. was just right this week i was i was thinking about all this for my own radar on my radar awesome. section awesome That's fantastic yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you more about this social selling. Tell me everything because I got so excited about this cash on delivery alternative. It's fantastic. So how can we actually link our our websites with the? It's just a link from the dashboard or something. Yeah, so that's sort? that's a wonderful thing. Uh, you don't have to integrate the website for this. Uh, yes, there are still requirements from the bank that you need to have a website. Uh, because you need to declare a privacy policy. Right. What is your the refund terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yes, you have to do that. But then you don't need to invest a lot in the website. You don't necessarily need to yes. send traffic to the website. Exactly. And uh, this social selling is, um, I like what you're selling on, on the Facebook. I come to you. 
and I've now seen, uh, you know, Roger Federer is my favorite uh, model tennis mm -hmm. player. And uh, I love I'm Rafa t-shirt. Nadal. You're Rafa Nadal. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, so, uh, so Roger uh, t-shirt, I love it. He's, he's playing in the Australian Open, and I want to buy that t-shirt. And just put a Facebook image there, just next to the t-shirt. I click on it. So I'm on the move. I'm in a train moving around. I have a mobile device. I click on it. I have that instantaneous uh, appeal to buy, yeah. right? And then I click on that Facebook image. I go to the teller's payment page, put the card details, payment done, voila. Voila. Right. Uh, Super easy then. There's nothing complicated. And the, from our side, is the same. From the um, entrepreneur side, is the same. Just connect the link, that's it? That's right. So from your perspective, you will get a real-time dashboard where you can actually have a QR code that gets generated, a quick link gets generated, an email invoice can get generated. You can decide which way to send it. Uh, someone I prefer, maybe if I prefer an email, I'll get an email. As soon as I see the email at the top, at the bottom, there's a pay now button, I do that. If I love, I'm on the Twitter or I'm on WhatsApp, I'll see the link, I'll just click on it and go to the payment page. Oh right? my God. So in that, I'm not going to the website and uh, the conversion rate is very high. And more importantly, what you've done is you have given uh, a channel to now convert or monetize the whole uh, experience yeah. uh, from from social media, so it 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 it, it is uh, more than thirty five percent of our merchants today are actually using this uh, concept. Oh yes, I'm implementing this this week for sure. <laughs> I love it. What social media do you see having more traction in the region? Instagram, maybe, or it depends on the sector. What what are your thoughts? It's on very this? very industry specific. Yeah. But uh, if you look at the overall numbers. Uh, Instagram and uh, and so to speak, you can say Facebook mm -hmm. are way up there. You are seeing, of course, different demographics where people are getting a little bit into other social media channels as well. The important thing is that look at where your focus needs to be. Don't really need to spend a lot of money uh, at one go in all the channels, right? Uh, experiment first in what is working, why did it work in a particular channel, and then move to a different kind of uh, social media. Uh, so my, my suggestion always is uh, make yourself very clear as to mm -hmm. what you're selling. And then be on LinkedIn, be on Twitter, be on uh, Facebook, do, be on Instagram. And people should get a clear message from you. Now, yeah. where you get the traffic, or where you get more queries will then make you shift your investments more and more there. Yeah. And it's not something that happens overnight. Yeah. Well, fashion normally is, is Instagram and Pinterest, but Pinterest is not super big in this region. It is not. It is so, not. But maybe like if you guys are planning to sell to the States, it's huge in the States, Pinterest. Yes. And we can have yes. our links outside there, right? It doesn't That's matter correct. wherever. Yes. If, oh if, my you're, God. if you're... Consumers are anywhere in the world, uh, basically send the link to them and they can just um, click on it. That's amazing. Yeah. What advice do you give, will you give to designers or startups that are needing to create their online shop? What would be the like, guys, do this? The one advice, like? Yeah, one advice uh, very clearly is don't spend too much time with multiple vendors uh, in terms of should I spend so much money in marketing? Should I really have too, so much of catalog? 
I think just focus on getting your basic store up and running first. Keep it very clear what you're selling, right? Mm -hmm. And then based on the feedback of your customers, start improving it, right? There are a lot of things written about uh, the why do customers go away? Or you talk of abandonment, yeah, right? The that is abandonment. That is the cart abandonment, right? Yeah. Now, regardless of any marketing expert who comes and sits down with you and tries to give an answer, mm -hmm. there's no clear answer as to why there's a very high cart abandonment rate uh, in in the on the website. Mm -hmm. But what is very clear is that the website should be mobile friendly. Oh yes, big okay. time. Keep it mobile friendly, and just think from a very simple perspective. When you enter an offline store, you pick up a basket. Now I'm talking to you and doing some checks. I'm on the mobile doing some price comparisons. So I'm already doing some checks mm -hmm. before I go into the checkout counter, right? Now in the online space, just think about this. That's not happening. I do not have a assistant to give me all that feedback. So that comfort level isn't there. So what I have to do is I have to do some other checks and then reach the checkout flow. So abandonment is a concept n a lot of marketing people talk about saying once you reach the checkout flow. No, you should be focusing on before the checkout flow. What does the consumer go through before starting to put things in the cart, right? And that's very, very critical. So these were the, these were the few things I would, I would say that rely first of all on your basic logic of how a person comes into an offline store, how does he go to a cash counter, right. and how does he pay? Convert that into online and mm -hmm. say what is missing and start adding those mm -hmm. experiences. So if you can g give the service of the offline and the convenience and rapidity of online, you've cracked the model. I always try to think of how I like to buy online, what pages are actually easy for me to navigate and buy, and uh, that is actually what I try to implement on my page as a user, kind of like, okay, I like, I like it like this. I, I guess it's just because it's very straightforward, yeah. no um, complicated stuff, no BS, let's be <laughs> frank. So just go this, like this, 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 very clear steps. Right. And I think that works better. Also, there is a factor of predictability in this because we're already used to a certain way of doing things. And uh, when the page, even if it has an amazing design, but even when the page starts doing things that I am not expecting, even if from the design perspective they are beautiful, it kind of like unbalances me and makes me consider or reconsider, am I going to be buying or not or what? So my advice was like, in my case, I prefer predictability when it comes to the checkout. That's correct. That, you know, like it's the sensitive part with the money input and stuff. I'd rather not have anything super fancy, but just like, okay, this is a process now. I need to put the numbers of the credit card, the CV, the CVC, or the CVV. CVV. CVV, close, then that's good to go. Yeah. More questions. Sure. I want to ask you about the digital wallets because we see a lot they're booming and blooming in the region. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about them? How, is it something also that can be implemented uh, in our e-commerce? Is wallet, it worth it? Because yeah. I don't know what share yes. of the market really is there. Yes. So wallets, as of now, are in specific sectors. Mm -hmm. And uh, wallet, please remember, is like any other payment method. Mm -hmm. Our objective as being uh, players in e-commerce is to give more choices to the consumers. Right. 
So whether it's a debit card, whether it's a bank account, whether it's a wallet, whether it's a credit card, the consumers, your consumers should be able to get as many choices. That's yeah. the first thing that we all should be working towards. Of course, now there are regulatory aspects to it. Yeah. And regulations are yet to become clear on many other aspects other than credit card. Now, UAE is a very credit card economy. Mm-hmm. And if you now go to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia, for example, uh, is almost a $6 billion fashion industry today. And it's a very cash-driven economy. Okay. But there is a wallet that has been used continuously by the government uh, for utility payments for the last 18 years. Okay. Now, that has become a good success in terms of adaptability, right? So you have uh, pockets in different countries where wallets have done well. Mm-hmm. It's important to see the sustainability of the wallet model. The wallets as such on its own, the companies, what they do is, I'll give you some cash back if you do a transaction. I'll do a cash back yeah. if you load some money in the wallet. But what happens after that? So there has to be something else in into the wallet model. It could be rewards. It could be some other engagement that needs to be brought into the wallet. There are almost 13 wallets in UAE today. 13. 13. Wow. And and uh, they I have not yet got uh, the, yeah. the attraction as yet. I would think that it, it is. It will take some time to gain the uh, the adoption. Give it another two three years, with right regulatory framework, with the right people coming in with good insights of what should be a wallet and how mm-hmm. it can add value to e-commerce. We want uh, also to go together with you with the amazing offer that you guys are doing, partnering with all the listeners and, and readers for Dubai Fashion News. Basically, guys, it's zero setup fees, zero monthly fees, only 2.5% transaction per transaction. is super easy. The promo code is FASHION, all with big caps. You just go to teller.com, contact us. I think it was the page. And then from there, you just, uh, you know, just in, input your information in there and use the promo code and someone on the other side they're super nice and gentle really so they will they will take your questions they will help you with everything whatever you're needing so one question for example because in my case i was a new newbie starting over but what happens if you already have a payment gateway you have been doing this for a while but you're not too happy or you want to actually reveal the promotion because it's really really good sure how long does it take or how difficult is actually to change uh, payment gateways does it take long is it so if you are looking for someone who can give you a very simple integration, yeah, we tend to give a very simple API that allows an integration to be done in less than a day or two. Really? Right? So, it's, so not, it's not complicated? Not at all. To do. Not at all. Not so at if yeah. you're in another payment gateway, they can come, use yeah, Stellar, and correct. it takes no... Good. <laughs> so take advantage of this amazing offer because I don't think you're going to see it anywhere else. To be honest, it's really amazing. If you have friends or family that are starting a, an online business, make sure actually that you inform them at least about this offer sure. because it's really good. And if you have any questions, uh, you can email us to uh, hello at Dubai Fashion News. We will transfer all your questions to Mr. Sudesh and he will, he will address them. So thank you so much for the everything we learned a lot with you we are all excited now about all the many things that we can do <laughs> <laughs> especially the social selling the social media selling and the the uh, cashless 
Yes. The QRs that are really, really like eye-opening. I really loved it. Thank you so much. Let's grow the internet GDP together yes. in, in all these countries. Yes, let's, let's. For us, it's fantastic because, I mean, uh, basically, you don't need to be located in a particular place, in a yeah. particular location. It's, yeah. it's freedom. You can be working different times. The shop is open 24-7. So, and you can absolutely. be sleeping or resting and taking care of the orders in the morning. So it's right. a way to go. And, uh, and I think it's really like promising what is ahead. Yeah. Thank you so much for cool. everything. We learned a lot. Thank, thank you, you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So this was today's podcast. I hope you learned a lot with Mr. Suresh Kumar. On another note, and as usual, I want to thank you for listening to Dubai Fashion News. We are here to share fashion stories that will help you understand better this industry. So if you like it, I want to invite you to subscribe and follow us. Invite your friends, your family, share all this amazing free content. Every 15 days, you will have in your feed a new interview and you will be able to pick the brains and learn from the best fashion professionals. By the way, we are doing a complete makeover to the podcast starting with the name and the logo. So stay tuned for the brand new fashion and business podcast. Ain't that fab? <laughs> that is the new name, guys. As soon as it is ready, we will be sharing it with you. Why are we changing it? Well, we felt the name represented better the magazine than the podcast. And we are very international. We have listeners from USA, Japan, UK, Spain, and of course, the UAE. By the way, where are you listening from? Send us an email and let us know. Um, don't forget, please, to rate us with five stars on iTunes. I know the rating might be a pain to go through, but it is super important for the podcast in order to rank well and get more visibility. So please just do it. Add it to your to-do list and just do it. We will be forever grateful. <laughs> if you have questions, a topic, if you want us to bring a specific fashion expert or if you want to come here and share your story with us, please send us an email to hello at dubaifashionnews.com. See you in the next podcast.